Welcome to your doom. I, I I think we could get away with calling it the um, Welcome to Your Doom podcast. I really li- I really like that clip a lot. From uh, that's why I chose to include it. Um, hello, this is the inaugural episode of the Nerd World Country um, podcast. I am Scott, and I'm joined by the gracious Getty. Thank you for coming down and doing this. I think it's it's a cool thing to just um, yeah. No, totally. I mean, talking. I love hearing myself talk, so okay. 50 minutes of that is... So that's what you're in it for, is not talking about any <laughs> of the things that I want to talk about? You just want to hear your own voice? Uh, would s- that be the kind of thing I would want to admit? Uh, well, I'm going to tell you to leave. If Maybe you in the interest of keeping this uh, civil, we'll just go ahead and yeah. move on to the first point. Yeah, okay. Um, well, the thing that I wanted to talk about, um, the main thing, the actual, probably like the catalyst for even doing this whole thing at all, um, was talking to you about Arkham City, Batman Arkham City, the new, uh, Batman game, um, because you have it, I have it, we both, uh, really enjoy it, and we had, like, a little bit of internet correspondence, uh, about it, and I was like, you know what, why don't we just actually talk yeah, about it? Like, Batman Pen Pals? Yeah, that's exactly what, that's exactly what we actually started out as, um, well, in actual communication, I met you a while back uh, in the real world, which we are currently uh, occupying. So, yeah, that's that was the thing that I wanted to um, start this off with because um, I've been getting a lot of enjoyment out of it. I know you have been digging it a lot, and I think it's a really awesome um, nerdy thing that uh, has transcended the nerdy, um, I guess boundaries because it's it's a really it's it's a really mainstream property now yeah and i mean the first the first thing like in support of that is the fact that even if you're not a huge batman fan and i don't really know anybody who isn't because he's just arguably i mean i'm not saying he is but arguably the biggest pop culture icon of all time it's a good game. Like it's it's. No, I think you could. I, I think you could make that argument. A, 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 a certainly from a Western uh, perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and also, it's not a movie property. It's not um, something that like it was a game that t- was tied to uh, a movie coming out, and so you know it's, it's X budget and X amount of time to do it, and yeah. as a result, it becomes a crappy thing. The people that have been working on uh, this game and the previous uh, Arkham Asylum game are at the core people that want to make a good Batman game yeah, because and, they're Batman fans. And even, like you said, though, it's a really mainstream property and it appeals to the mainstream. They're not alienating any quote-unquote hardcore fans because, I mean... Yeah, there's a lot of inclusion of great stuff yeah, in and it. it's like basically Batman the Animated Series reunion. Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday. <laughs> Solomon so, Grundy, just have to say, in that game was pretty awesome. Uh, I don't know if you're at that point yet. Uh, I am not. Oh, unfortunately. Jesus. I'm very, I'm very early in it still. I, I'm I, at seventy percent completion total. Well, that's which about is awesome. Sixty-seven percent more than me. Uh, I there's so much, but to say that to put that in the context of like a percentage of the game, there's so much stuff in the game. Yeah, and I, I dicked, I dicked around trying to find 
Well, so did I. The G- no, but oh, I mean, okay. not intentionally. Like trying oh, to no. get into that GCPD building. No, I was when I was I first when I first got the grapnel boost. I was gliding around just <laughs> just like saying Batman lines, I was just like whispering them to myself and and like and swooping down on people, just <laughs> random guys, and um, destroying them. I, it's it's <laughs> it's such an awesome game, and um, uh, really the only uh, negative thing that I've encountered so far. I mean, this isn't bad. Uh, I was just thinking of it. Playing as Bruce Wayne in the beginning was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. I thought no, that I was thought awesome. that was a really good um, choice to segue into yeah. the. Yeah, I, game I, like I that. wasn't a fan of the game's handling of Two Face, though. Like, I mean, Two Face is my favorite Batman villain. Well, you'll you'll admit that he looks cool. Oh yeah, he did game. look cool, um, but. I just he think, didn't he didn't actually get a lot of time. I I yeah. think I think it was weird that they devoted the Catwoman um, side of it to him mainly. Like yeah. he was contained within yeah. the Catwoman um, episodes, I guess. And I think that was a little bit weird. Yeah, because um, uh, he's a good. He's I a mean, great Batman. Yeah, he's and the, I mean, awesome. obviously, the game doesn't really have time to go into all of his the more compelling aspects of him because mm-hmm. it's about. When you're making a Batman game, it can't be it can't not be about Batman fighting the Joker. It's got to be Batman versus Joker because you draw on more people. Like you can't you can't do Batman versus Professor Pig. Yeah, who's gonna I, buy it? I think um, I, you know I think they've made really good choices from that um, aspect that you're talking about of like um, presenting. Uh, accessible elements and um, a little the more niche stuff, stuff too. Yeah, yeah. I mean nobody. No casual fan's gonna get excited about Calendar Man in the back of the cathedral or wherever it was. I still haven't even found him yet, but I am really excited to <laughs> find him because Calendar Man's awesome. A long Halloween, I think he's pretty. That was a great story. Awesome, but one of the things that I, one of the like super minor gripes that I would have about the like just when you were talking about like making a game that uh, it has to be accessible enough where it has to be Batman versus, you know, any, um, just, like, X character. Like, I think at the core of it, the actual, and I think we can't discuss this as much because you're not all the way through the story, but, like, the actual core story narrative, like, everything that plays out is, like, kind of weak and mm-hmm. a little straightforward too too much so for my taste but I understand why I would have that um, <clears throat> view on it I also I wasn't a huge fan of the penguin because I just feel like he's he's a criminal like he's not a total maniac and I get that the game is trying to be a little bit more realistic but I just feel like the having the bottom half of a broken bottle shoved into his eye is kind of like a weird little... Yeah, and he didn't even have... He, he, he didn't have a top hat or anything. He, yeah, he didn't have a top hat, and it, um, he doesn't even have, like, uh, webbed, webbed fingers, I don't think. He might have one. He might have one hand. I, I don't it's know. It's kind of... I mean, I guess you could like him if you're a big hardcore video game guy. He is the obligatory one character per game voiced by... Uh, what's his name? The guy who voices Nathan Drake. Oh, that, oh um, I know his name all the guy. time, and now I can't remember it. <laughs> that guy, he has a cool name, too. Um, yeah, um, he was Deadpool in um, MVC. I, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I Wait, something? We should get him on the podcast. <laughs> we'll call him up. We'll get him next Even time. though we do, can't remember his name, um, <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll calm down. He'll. And I also, I know this is like really nitpicky, but... Oh, uh, uh, well, we can get into the nitpicky. <laughs> compared... Compared to uh, 
Batman the Animated Series Two-Face. Um, you're not going to find a better Two-Face, which is why Arkham City's Two-Face disappointed me a little mm-hmm. bit. Just because you, you, com- you can't compare to how a kid show from 1993 did it, as yeah. ridiculous as that sounds. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's my favorite villain, and I kind of expect, even though I know he's he might not be the writer's favorite villain or whatever, I expect that character to be perfect to me, at mm-hmm. least, like, yeah. viewing the game, and he kind of wasn't. He was just no, I, 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 um, I hear what you're saying on that, and I, and like, like you said before, I wish that he wasn't as contained to the little Catwoman bubble of it, but, like, I would sort of want to, like, before we get too far away from it, um, talk about it, the game, like, more solely as a game, and things that you liked about it improving on Arkham Asylum and things that you don't think maybe they took far enough because I think for the most part Arkham City the navigation the movement through the world is awesome it's so much fun but the bulk of what happens in the story happens Mm -hmm. inside in very similar environments to what you would see in Arkham Asylum and I was kind of disappointed about that I um I only played Arkham Asylum very briefly Mm -hmm. um because I actually did want it. But did you finish then, it? Well, uh, I didn't actually own it. I kind of, I kind of had like a little hands-on with it when my brother got it. I feel like if I, you played it all the way through, you would have so much more appreciation for the things that Arkham City did right. Because I did actually watch him play the whole game. So you saw the ending? You were yeah, with Joker oh, turning okay. all giant, and that was ridiculous. It was weird. It was lame. I mean, to cap off a game that there are sick. going to be spoilers in this um, podcast. I don't think we. I don't think. I don't think we have to worry about spoilers because we have uh, no audience, so <laughs> that's fine. We can just say um, spoiler Whatever alert. We want. Uh, Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. But uh, um, if you don't know that, that point, <laughs> like, um, that's one of the things that uh, I was. He's like thirty years old. Crap! I forget what I was. There was something about. Uh, oh, I liked how Arkham City uh, from what. My brother's biggest gripe with Arkham Asylum was the fact that it was uh, kind of built up and advertised as a quote-unquote free roam or open world game, Mm -hmm. and it really wasn't. It was more like a linear game with like a hub world that you could go back to, and Arkham City is an open world. So like they actually really were true to their word in that respect for Arkham City. Mm -hmm. Well, I think think one of the... I think in gaming, um, open world is one of those like little hot uh, tags that you can put on or, or, or it's like it's fashionable and like it's appealing for people because people this is the time of um, Grand Theft Auto 4s and yeah. and games and um, Red Dead Redemptions and things where an open world is not a necessity but it's certainly yeah. going to help you a lot and I, I don't fault them for um, you know trying to yeah, it's just a to little, do that it's just a little aggravating like because open world games are awesome but it's just a little aggravating when you I'm get excited for Skyrim. <laughs> when you get ag- advertised as an open world game, and yeah. that kind of really isn't. But I and and the other thing that I would say to that is that I don't think that they were really prepared for how well the game would be received. Yeah, you know? I mean, when you make a game based on a licensed property, you kind of go into it expecting nitpicking to a severe degree. And I think they thought that they were going to get shit on a lot more than they did. I think they thought... Nobody was expecting that game to win no, game of the year. Nobody was. I, I, I certainly... Um, I remember initially writing it off as, oh my god, a Batman game, are you kidding me? <laughs> and I played it, and I was like, 
this is how they should all be done. Yeah. But, you know, you have to I, look I, at it like it wasn't tied to a movie. They didn't have this set window mm -hmm. of time, so... I think I did the same thing. When they first started advertising it, I just had absolutely no interest in it. Regardless of how big a Batman fan you are, it's just like, when has there really been a good Well, I think that game? makes it worse. I think the larger... The, the bigger fan uh, that you are, I think you you get the more... Yeah. You, 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 and, like, you're more besides, jaded. like, Spider-Man games that generally get, like, passable scores, when has there really been a good superhero game? And that's really only because of, um... <coughs> only because of the web-swinging mechanic, I think. Like, that was the one thing that they got right, and they just kept See, doing it over and over again. that always bugs me about that game, though, because you're, like, not that specific... any specific game, but... <clears throat> In Spider-Man games in general, like, what are you swinging from? Like, if you're, like, out in the open and you're just shooting webs, is he swinging from clouds? Uh, well, it's just like a yeah, I mean, that's all ridiculous. But in all, <laughs> I, I think I remember, and maybe it was, like, Ultimate or whatever, you would actually swing, like, more diagonally, so you would, like, shoot to a building and then you would use that as an anchor. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I know what, I know what, um... You mean that I remember yeah, there like was it didn't a column. Break the game for me, but it was just like a little thing that. Always... Yeah, I remember seeing in um, like a really, really old like write-in Marvel column where they used to do like the like edits in the back of like you just mm -hmm. write in whatever um, you want, and they would put the letter in. Uh, so, like a, a a little kid like actually wrote a letter to Stan Lee about um, a specific issue of Spider-Man where he was swinging when there was clearly nothing there and uh, he was like oh it's just a, there was a helicopter and I was like that's fucking you like when you can do that you can just write there you can just helicopter. you can just like offhandedly explain Ollie it's a it's a helicopter and there's no there's no there's no way for that kid to get the rebuttal of like no but I, I always remember that I think that's really funny um, that he just was able to to do that and also the 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 observant kid of saying like he's not fucking under anything we not stupid I like comics but come on um so i i don't know i think it it's hard because i like i finished the story of arkham city and i've been like so excited about it and i wasn't aware that you weren't um finished finished the story <clears throat> But um, yeah, because I wanted to talk about that and stuff, and, and like uh, all of all of this yeah, stuff. Sorry, but no, I just, doesn't. It's a game. But um, <laughs> but yeah, and and um, the the challenge maps. I don't know. Have you played any of those? Uh, um, I try to just let all the additional stuff build up as mm -hmm. I play. Just play the story, then go back. Well, that's what I did. I, I well, that's I guess this is this is the reason why. Because uh, I I finished the story and then started the challenges, the challenge maps and stuff. But um, in Arkham Asylum, you could use the Joker in the um, PS3 version. Yeah, for like certain th those like combat maps and maps and stuff. Uh -huh. And um, I was kind of um, disappointed that that wasn't a returning feature because I thought that was really cool. But the challenge maps in this are well worth. It. They're awesome. I think they're really good. And I don't hate using Catwoman, which yeah, I really thought I, mean, I would. I got it used, mm -hmm. so I don't. I'm still wondering if it's gonna be like when they finally do release her as DLC, or if they've done it already. I'm not actually. <laughs> I'm not I sure, almost, but I almost spilled my uh, beverage. That was that sound. <laughs> I'm not, 
I'm debating whether or not it's going to be worth the extra 10 bucks or 5 bucks or whatever to add that to the game. Like, I guess it's worth it because I like Two-Face and you've said that he's pretty much the villain of her part of the story. Yeah, you really don't encounter him outside of her... kind of weak. Yeah. Because, I mean, they built him up a lot in the build-up to mm-hmm. the game and everything. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think that was more. I think, the Cat, I think that was more tied into like, Catwoman the parts Knight. in general are kind of like. I mean, I'm not doubting that they're fun, but I'm just not a huge Catwoman fan, so it, neither, doesn't, it neither, doesn't appeal to me really. Neither am I that much, but I um, do. I think she's fun in the game. Her movement is not as fun as Batman's, but. You know, she... Well, I mean, it all comes down to me just kind of looking at her as a generic, like, femme fatale type villain. Yeah, I think that's fair um, to say that, but she she can be pretty cool. I think, like, if she's you look right. at... I um, like her when she's, like, a kind of like a conflicted hero, sort of. Like, she teams like, up with Batman because there's somebody else that's more evil than her running around. Like So, like, in year one? When she yeah, was, like... Because I think that's an awesome origin for her of being, because um, she's a prostitute in that I think, and um, yeah, and um, and it, it's cool because she doesn't feel like an add-on. She feels like she lives in Gotham, the like real Gotham, and Batman is um, imposing himself on her home, and she's not like tagging along with him. Yeah. Um, Plus, I just feel like um, the uh, sexual tension between her and Batman can more or less be done without, I and mean, I can take it or leave it. Like, yeah. In, well, that that's the thing. Like, that's really in in the game. I think they were good about handling that of like trying to make her her own separate entity as much as possible. And it's cool because in in the game, there's um, when you her like downloadable code, and I'm pretty sure they'll do this with the DLC also. Is um, she has her animated costume and her uh, long Halloween costume skins. And I thought that was pretty cool, because I like both of those costumes. Yeah. And, well, you uh, heard about how in, like, Europe they have, uh, like, six different costumes for Batman? Well, what they did with the pre-orders were it was, like, for every different retailer got a different pre-order skin. Uh, and I yeah. think that's really shitty. Yeah. That's one of the things that I think is by far one of the shittiest things that games can do these days is exploiting um, something like that because I love The Dark Knight Returns so much (laughs) and I don't have that skin because it was like, okay, well, if you pre-order from Best Buy, uh, you get this skin or if you get the collector's edition, you get this skin and it's like, they're going to offer them all as DLC at some point, but I feel like those could have easily been things Mm -hmm. that they could have just been unlocked through the game. um, I'm a fan of uh, I like the Robin. In yeah, this game. I, uh, the shaved head and the everything. He just looks cool. Robin's, yeah, there's a cool design. Robin is not an often cool, done character. But also, um, Nightwing is going to be in it, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but with the and and the thing going back to the skins really quickly is that with Robin and Batman, um, they're including the animated, animated renders. They're creepy looking. Yeah, they are pretty creepy, and they don't really. Um, fit in the world at all, but yeah. I think it's kind of cool just to have that as, would, a, as a I thing. think, thinking about that, it would have been cool to unlock, like, obviously this would not be an attainable thing, 
But it would have been cool if they had like some kind of thing where you could go through and rewatch all the cutscenes with the characters all looking that'd like be, animated series. That'd be pretty awesome. It would be it would be hard, and it would kind of be like a whole separate game included. Yeah. So it wouldn't really be a an attainable like a, like thing, a feasible like thing. But it would be pretty sweet. Yeah, it would. That would be awesome. Um, and I think, but it, like when you look at it from a couple different angles, this game the. Um, creative involvement and, and some of the voice casting is really heavily tied to the animated series. I mean, obviously yeah. Kevin Conroy and um, Mark, Mark Hamill uh, are, they do an amazing, amazing job. Um, yeah. But also Bruce Tim has been heavily involved in the game and I think he might have been one of the large reasons that those animated uh, things <laughs> even got in at all. And I think that's, I think that's awesome. Bruce Tim is is fantastic, and he, I don't know if you've seen the animated year one um, adaptation yet. Uh, no. You should really, really check it out. It's awesome. Brian Cranston is in it, and... Uh, oh, yeah, I did actually read about that. And it's pretty sweet. Speaking of the voice acting, I think that was the other thing, and it relates back to my gripe about no Two-Face really being able to, like, stack up next to the animated series. Yeah, I'm, I totally agree with you. They... I, I can't look at him anymore and be satisfied with any voice other than Richard Mall. Yeah. That is just the best, most perfect voice that character has ever had. And, I, I and totally his, agree his with you. His voice in Arkham City, it's just like, all right, it's good. But it it's is no, a little bit... Um, it's no Richard Mall. Lackluster, I think. Um, be, and also, I feel like it. it's just like, because he was he had such a limited role in the game as a whole it's like that of course that's going to be reflected by you know mm -hmm. the voice acting he didn't have any room to breathe um or anything like that so yeah i i i think um you're right on that but i would just i like to that point i would just make the argument that like there's nothing um better than the animated series in a lot of ways uh because that show just just was so good. Just, I loved it. <laughs> it was. It was good. I remember watching it. I need to go back and rewatch it now, like with the eyes of a a learned uh, nerd. Yeah, I watched I, it when I was little, and I always really enjoyed it. I really liked that one episode. I don't remember what it was called or any of the other details. Where uh, other wings? No, it's probably not. <laughs> where that. Poison Ivy was like creating these monsters out of like she was like ha she had like these little plant babies, and they were oh. turning into these big monsters, mm -hmm. and I. I don't know why, but that episode has always stuck with me, or at least the main details of it. I wasn't super crazy about Poison Ivy in... in um, I don't really like Poison Ivy as a series. character, but I don't really, a good story. I don't really like her that much either, um, and I... But I, I thought it was cool that um, that in, in Arkham City, they pretty much... They used her, um, like, Hush look, I guess, mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. But Hush in Arkham City is very, is very lame, I think. Is he, like... Does he look... No, he looks awesome. He looks he looks very I, well. I mean, he's only really had one, one iteration, yeah. so I think they only they yeah, had the, they didn't have a choice. Really but like he's in the game, and it's it's like he's there, but then he he leaves, but you stay, <laughs> and it's like you you know who that is, and you're you're staying here to pick up Riddler trophies, which is weird, <laughs> but it but it's it's cool that he's in it um, at all. Yeah, um, all this talking about like like versions of characters and stuff 
and Arkham City, it got me thinking that Batman Beyond's Bane was really cool. Yeah. How he was just like this There's skinny... Batman Beyond skin, in, um, oh, yeah. in, and I think that was a cool idea, too, because Batman Beyond obviously uh, has a lot of fan acclaim, and, it, and, it's, yeah. and it's right up there. I remember watching that when I was little, too. Yeah, it's right up there with the animated series where people... S- go back to it of, of saying, like, this was really cool, and I really enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, and what you were saying, like, the the whole aesthetic of Batman Beyond was, was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it was, was kind of, like, futuristic, but still, like, gothic. Yeah, and it, and it wasn't it wasn't so, like, goofy, you know? Yeah, and I just, I always, their bait always just really stuck with me because it creeped me out a little yeah. bit. Yeah. He was just, he was sick, and it was gross. Yeah, I... I, now that we're talking about Beyond, I'm probably going to watch it later. Um, <laughs> but, um, I don't know. Is there really anything else that you would want to say about Arkham City? Because um, Off the top of my head, just that from the brief couple of times that I've played it since buying it, it's fantastic. Probably, I mean, I'm sure anybody who's really interested enough in the game knows that it was originally started as a rhythm game. Yeah, and that, I saw that on uh, Cracked. Yeah, that that shows. It flows very well. It's probably the most flowing There's game. definitely a rhythmic um, quality to the combat. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, it just flows so well. Like, And it's the controls are simple without being, like, too... I don't want to say, like, insulting to your intelligence. Yeah, but there's... De- the, like, there, yeah. the, it, it's an accessible control scheme, mm-hmm. but there's, there's depth to it. Yeah. And there's like, a lot there's of upgrades. And everything. There's and a lot of upgrades, which is, you know, at this point... Um, essential yeah expected from well well, a batman game and especially since like for arkham asylum like there was a there for that game in the context of it there was a pretty um sizable amount of of upgrades and 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 stuff like that and collectibles and and And, uh something i was just thinking of it kind of relates back to the earlier point that we were talking about about how they kind of need to make joker the main villain or they risk alienating more casual fans how dare you I, <laughs> go back to something that we were talking about i think before. it it does it <clears throat> did i don't know how large the scope of this is but i do know that it really really bugged my brother that joker is uh the mainish villain again mm. like because you didn't say spoiler alert <laughs> we have to get into that uh, habit of saying spoiler alert. But I no, mean, I know, I know what you mean. He Be- was the main villain of Arkham Asylum. I can understand. I mean, for me, it doesn't matter as much because. But I, I think it's important that they tied it over. They that they, they brought it into. They bridged it in a logical yeah. sense of like, okay, there was something that happened in this game. Now the effects of that are this in this game, and I think it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, like hacky or anything. Yeah, like no. That. I just think some people probably would have craved variety, so to speak. Yeah, but also I, I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to sacrifice Hamill's Joker. I think that's the other thing. A lot yeah. of more especially hardcore. since this is his last, the last time he's going to be. But he did say it. that about Arkham Asylum, and then he reprised. Well, I think at that point they might not have known that they would get another game. Well, they they actually he was still not going to do it even after they confirmed Arkham City. But, oh yeah, um, I originally I, I heard I heard that they he they were able to convince him that Arkham City would be even better, mm-hmm. so he came back. Yeah, and I think and and um you know it can be dickish and be like nobody listens to this, so we don't have to worry about spoiling anything. But um the ending of Arkham City is definitely worth uh, not being told what it is and just and and seeing because it, just from the the standpoint of 
the ending of Arkham Asylum to Arkham City, it's far and away <clears throat> so much better, and it's it's really emotionally powerful. And I think that was I had read that like it's really yeah, like it's just it's emotionally it 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 plays on the building investment that you've been making, and I think it really makes use of that potential. It seems like with Arkham Asylum, they kind of just went with an ending, like, all right, it's over. Yeah. Well, and then, I, but it just, like, I, for me, it all comes back to, like, they, it, it wasn't as formulaic at that point. It wasn't, like, um, which is not to say that they went by a, a, like, you know, just, they strictly went by a formula of this game, but it was, like, they didn't know a lot of things at that point of, like, how is this even going to work out, like, trying to make a really great Batman game. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, awesome game. Yeah. Great, great, great game. Um, I wanted to talk about, I wanted to keep in the vein of things that we both like, like safe, um, Mm -hmm. topics, and, like, I had, I was trying to just make a more seamless, uh, segue before, and I was, like, talking a little bit about Brian Cranston, but Breaking Bad. I love it. And I know that you love it also. <laughs> I so. I am not caught up on it, but ah, yes, I do love it. Why are you so behind Dude, me? I just I don't like watching TV on the internet. I can't sit there and do it. No, I yeah, know I know. Why. I I, totally, I feel the same way. I was But I, also I was with it all the way through. I also don't want to drop 30 bucks on a DVD just for the two episodes that I haven't seen. So it's like a internet I know. Illegal. I, one of these I days I'm not, I'm not condoning uh, pirating of <laughs> One of these days I'll get I'll get around to it. Soon, preferably. I will be buying the fourth season on DVD. And oh, the fourth season was so good. Because I need to watch the fourth season so I can watch the fifth on TV because uh, the fifth is going to be the final season. Last season. So I do need to but watch But they're going to get 16 episodes. So yeah. they, should have, they should have a lot of room. I do, I do need to... Television is very, very important to me if I get really invested in a show. Mm-hmm. No, so, I, I totally, I feel what you're saying. I understand and I, I agree. If like, I'm capable of it, I do. I need to watch that yeah, show. Yeah, I would much rather do it by the week-to-week TV yeah. thing because I think that's a lot better. Mm-hmm. But what, what, what happened was I was with it all the way through and then I fell a little bit behind um, during like the beginning of season four yeah, and I right. missed like two episodes and I was like, Fuck this! I'm just gonna. Yeah. I'm just gonna. Wa- I'm, I'm a, just gonna wait and then watch them all. Um, just and, like rapid. And like uh, I'm a completist, and I have a little bit of OCD. So uh, if I miss the first OCD. episode, if I miss the first episode, I can't watch the second episode until I've seen the first. Episode. Yeah, no, I I don't even think that is like necessarily. Um, like I know OCD. they do I think that. That's just like fucking dumb. I, I like <laughs> it bothers me to to do that, and I, I like they do. But they do like that, like it's okay, quote unquote, to watch the show out of sequence because they do that previously on things. Yeah, but, but that's not. It's that, an immersive thing. I want to. And like, also, those are the those are the footnotes. Yeah, those are like. As far as I'm concerned, Walter White's a real guy out there in New Mexico, oh, cooking meth, and I I need to know everything that happened to him in that yeah. episode, not just little bits and pieces. I need well, to know so what's what, going so where, so where are you I, all the way, I, like, season, episode, what? I, I don't know why I did this, but me and my brother spent a whole night watching every episode of season three. Mm-hmm. I stopped at episode 12, uh. and that's where I am. Season three, episode 12. Uh. Well, I think that you should just 
Um, well, well, you had said that you were going to get the DVDs of, of season four, um, and just go through uh, yeah, because I, season four, in my opinion, has been the best one. Yeah, uh, my cousin is actually who recommended the show to me, and he said that season four was probably the most well written. I, uh, I, but on on the other hand, he did say the same thing about season three, and save for a few key, very entertaining moments, I wasn't too impressed with season three. Like, obviously, I was impressed with well, it because it's a great show. Well, I know that you don't like Odenkirk. I know that you have a problem <laughs> with him. And I think that might be detracting from, I think, if we can build up your Odenkirk it's, it's, I'm, I'm, affinity he's, tolerance. He's growing on me because after we talked that time, I do realize that he is obviously there to parallel Walt's more He's serious. not a superfluous, like, oh, comic relief Yeah, happens. He's there to parallel how Walter views everything so seriously. And also, whereas, and also, like, mechanically, um, his character in season four is extremely strong and, and serves to actually do a lot of things that yeah. have to happen and that only and he can he, help. And also, Odenkirk is just... Great. He's so he's he, so great. He is a bit of like he's a bit of a plot device, but he's on that over on that show so everything no matter how excuse me, no matter how Oh, it's fine, you're excused. <laughs> no matter how like overused of a trope or like concept it might be, it's done well on Breaking Bad. Yeah, like, and I I I think that that's a good point because when you're talking about like archetypes or cliches or or they're all or done things. well. Like Hank, Hank is a very like archetypal character. Yeah. Like he's loud. He's a douchebag. He's the brother in law. Yeah, and, 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 but it, he's, and it, he's so good. It he's, comes it comes back to the context of what it's in and how it's being handled. You know, it's like mm -hmm. you like just because something is a cliche or an archetype doesn't, doesn't mean it has to be bad. It doesn't mean it has to be bad. It's like you get this general yeah. understanding of like it's generally handled yeah. badly. Hank is a I mean, he's a great character and I think my judge of how good Hank of a character is is every time he gets into a situation that's dangerous, I want him to die. <laughs> and like I think that's such good evidence of um how how effective of a character he is because he can be such a real threat to Walt. <laughs> And by proxy, everything. For me, it's sort of different. Like he's a, he's a dick, and he is obviously very threatening to Walt. But like you don't, I don't. Well, not like threatening. Yeah, to him. he's like, not like he's a taking his lunch money. Yeah. But like he he could potentially <laughs> yeah. be like it. Like if he ever. And but oh, I, I mean, know. I don't want him to die because he's. Oh, I want him to fucking die. <laughs> I want him to die so because bad when they were I, when he, they put that hit I'm, on him. I'm a little weird about TV. Like, I get really into it. I take television very seriously, and I don't want any character to die, no matter how much I dislike them, no matter how negative they are. It's just like... You're such a sympathist of, of, of TV character <laughs> I life. I love these characters. Yeah. It's like... No, no, but I think that's the thing. I think... I think... I think it's a valid enough, um, at least for me, or maybe I'm just making this up, but I think it's a good indicator of something is going right when you do feel strongly enough about a character, uh, you want them to, you want any outcome that happens to them, because it's so much easier for you to just be totally apathetic, like, yeah. well, I don't give a shit about what <laughs> happens to him. It was like... Or her. Did you um, wa ever watch any of The Shield when that was on? Uh, not 
Really? I watched like that maybe was an pretty episode. much like I don't my, like Michael Chico so much. <laughs> Until uh, Breaking Bad came on, The Shield was pretty much my favorite show. Just, I'm not. I'm ever. gonna interrupt. I, I'm realizing that I'm not really interrupting you for any th- reason other than to point out that. Um, Michael Chiklis, like, to me, how I'm picturing him in my head, kind of looks like he would be interchangeable enough with the guy that plays Hank. Yeah. Um. They do look, they have similar looks. Yeah. Um, so, that was really worth derailing the point that you were going to make. <laughs> but it's just, like, <clears throat> on the shield, even, um, I know it ended three years ago, uh, and now I'm going to so have to... So it's exempt from, from the spoiler, spoiler protection. <laughs> so, uh... Go ahead and, and spoil that and shit. And now I'm going to have to kind of go on, like, a big explanatory rant, because... Not rant, rantish not thing, because you don't... Listen. You didn't follow this shit. No, I know. Um, um, basically, one of the characters, uh, he went from being, like, uh, Michael Chiklis... Whoa, 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 whoa. This is not the S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. We're not talking... We're, we're not talking about the S.H.I.E.L.D. Are, are you going to break down everything about this show? No, I'm just saying okay. he basically had a fall from grace. Mm-hmm. Alright, I'll give you the abridged version. Okay, he had a fall from do. grace, and he kind of becomes the main villain. Mm-hmm. And his character killed my favorite character. Uh, and that was absolutely devastating. It's rough when that e- happened. Even at that point, I didn't want his character to die. He was... Because it's just... I loved it. It's yeah. It's just... It's hard to describe. Well, I think I think the I don't know. I think maybe where you're coming from is is not making the like clear enough distinction that I was making that like without this character, you know, it'll just somehow unravel like the whole show. Like for me, without Hank, like Breaking Bad is still it's yeah. still there, uh-huh. you know, and and that's why I was like, oh, if he would just fucking die, Walt would, like, not have to worry about one more thing, he's got Maybe. fucking Skyler on his ass, and oh my god, he should, like, this would be perfect, he could be out of the way, and well, then... I feel like Breaking Bad will end, I mean, what happens in the seasons that I haven't seen could change my opinion of how the show's gonna end, but I feel like it'll probably end with Walt kind of completely going off the deep end, and then eventually just dying or ending up in prison, because... So I feel like conceivably, if they went that route and had Walt kind of go over the edge, maybe Walt kills Hank. Oh, that's maybe that may that would maybe uh, be fitting. I, well, I don't know. I don't see. I don't know that I could see him ever killing Hank. May, well, I don't know. Maybe if he was forced to do it, Walt's done some pretty <laughs> rough stuff with oh his my back God. on the when wall. He, when he uh, choked that dude, oh, oh that in the is basement, one of my favorite moments from any TV show. Ever. Oh my god! Because like it doesn't you, he's still in that formative yeah, process like of a, like he's not he he's not he the, looks like a high school chemistry teacher. Yeah, and he's he's really just stepping into the these drastic changes, and you yeah. can see it. I mean, obviously, Brian Cranston is fantastic, and his his projection of those emotions of like he's so conflicted mm-hmm. of that and, and, and like the, and that was awesome that whole episode is kind of the catalyst for Walt's attitude throughout the whole series because he realizes there's not a no, lot uh, of Jesse no, fucking shit up <laughs> no there's not a lot of good in people and they'll try to twist you and they'll try to play you and mm-hmm. so he kind of realizes that regardless of what you might think about somebody you can never why did you just look over there? I don't know. There's no one over there. I thought there was a TV. Uh, I don't know why. You can... Uh, there's not. You can never... Um, you can't trust anybody. So it kind of influences his... You really can't. Um, no, I think that... I think I would agree with that. Um, I don't know that I would think of that as like the distinct catalyst of like his whole... No, more like it anything. starts the yeah. transformation. I just... I, yeah, I would. I would think that's fair i would just like um 
that's a really rough period for like the both of them. I mean, like yeah. uh, Jesse's selling the house and and everything, and and um, they're really in the the stage of where they're really a lot more vulnerable in in certain ways than they are when they get to like season four and like uh, the dynamic is totally different. Um, and that's another thing that I think is awesome about Breaking Bad is that those <coughs> dynamic shifts uh, are handled so well and like it never becomes stagnant. Um, yeah, and the show really is all about conflict and like personal confliction because I mean, Jesse's always kind of trying to get out of the life, but mm -hmm. then he kind of goes back into it, and then he tries to get out. And Walt is obviously not bipolar, but he's kind of just, like, completely bipolar. Like, he's... He always wants to <laughs> He's do not bipolar, but he's completely bipolar. <laughs> but he, uh... He's, uh he wants so. to do things in a very strict, like, structured way. Because mm -hmm. that's then, what he's used to. That was his yeah. life before. But then he has these moments where he goes off the deep end, but then he's still, like chastises Jesse for doing dumb stuff and I think the sh the show is obviously all about people doing things that you wouldn't think they were capable of yeah I think that's at the core of it oh Heisenberg <laughs> Heisenberg <laughs> when Tuco says that that's pretty funny when he like yells it that whole first uh, couple episodes of the second season where they were held hostage Ooh. at Tuco's that was good I, see, I was really glad when Tuco died. Yeah, I, I did actually want him to die. That was because he was just, he was just a dick. Like, yeah, there was, was no redeeming aspect to that character. But you know, he still, in some way, is relevant all the way at season four, which I think is really crazy. That because um, of the brothers, right? Yeah, but also his uh, his uncle oh, is right, that, that dude is the uh, the, the old guy. guy. Yeah, and it ties in so deeply to all this other stuff, and I, I just think that is is testament to how fantastic the writers are. And yeah, and speaking of the two uh, twin brothers, that scene where Hank kills the one guy, yeah, that that's like the most graphic thing I think I've ever seen on a TV show. Well, well, I mean, AMC has has obviously with The Walking Dead um, yeah. been been able to go to that extreme. But yeah, you're right. I mean, his, his, the whole back of his head is, yeah. gets blown out. It's just impressive that they can get away with that. And I mean, I know it's kind of generally regarded as the darkest show in television okay. history. And it but is. But I mean, they've set the bar, they've set this precedent of, I think they're on the forefront of this like TV golden age that's coming about where mm -hmm. they've really been proactive about that. Obviously shows like Breaking Bad and Mad Men and, um, the Walking Dead and um, Woodwalk Empire and I think it's HBO. Oh, oh, I thought yeah, it's oh, HBO. you were just talking. No, 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 yeah, yeah, no, but I would totally count that. Well, yeah, I mean, of the cable um, TV Golden Age, I would um, shows uh, Boardwalk Empire is a really good um, example of that. I don't want to get like so super on a tangent, but I love, 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 love Steve Buscemi so much, <laughs> and he's so good in that. I do. He's so good. I am fond of Steve. I need to start watching Boardwalk Empire. You haven't seen any of it? Oh, I thought you were talking about it because you... No, it's it. just... When you're no, because I watched like, the first season and I When you're I talking about, been... quote, like, quote-unquote, progressive television, that mm -hmm. just kind of pops into my head. Because uh, I think somebody was just telling me that they use a lot of CGI in that show. Like, all of the sets yeah, big CG. The crowds are CG. And, and, and like, a lot of the buildings and stuff. Yeah. Like, it looks pretty awesome. So I know, I know you... Uh, could probably start ranting about this. You want to talk uh, the new Thundercats? 
<laughs> now we we were talking about it a little earlier, and um, I don't know what what it what was even the course of, um, oh yeah, well we we were talking about the 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 one of the many complaints I have with the new show <laughs> is that um, one of the many complaints I have with the new show is that they just are doing weird things like. <laughs> For a show that has talking cats, like anthropomorphic <laughs> animals, it's like they're doing things that don't make sense in like any any conceivable context. Like I was telling you earlier, like they exist in this world where nobody believes that technology is a thing at all. No one thinks it's real, and then they get into a sword fight and they have these <laughs> mech suits on. I, Come on, my dude. issue with it is why and is Fundera is like a militant country that is see, like enslaving. I like that because I don't know. I think I, that's a little. I think that's a little heady for like, kids. That's what I'm saying. I like it because yeah, no, I it, it, and also I'm not a fan of the original. So like we said, yeah, earlier. but they uh, that's where the thing that I would like the more more of a problem that I have with it is not that it's like over kids' heads. It's just like it's a lot. They weren't they weren't tyrants in the original <laughs> show. They weren't. They I didn't. Know. Like, they're kind of the bad guys The original show had a pretty weird setup, though, dude. The yeah. Lion no, yeah. is a little kid, and then he's in the yeah, yeah. sleep he, chamber, he, and he and comes he, out, yeah, and I they're mean, all naked in the beginning. I don't uh, know. I thought that was awesome. I thought um, it was weird. Because, like, you know, Jaga was a lot cool. Well, Jaga actually looks very similar in the new yeah, one. Yeah, he's pretty. Uh, but, no, my, my issue with it is, if you can call it that, is why does every resurgence of an 80s property have to be anime-inspired? Well, I'm still waiting for like a GoBots anime. Like, ugh, GoBots. <laughs> no, I was actually really into GoBots. Now that you said that, but no, but the thing, in all seriousness, I would say that this show would be the one to accurately get that because the original Thundercats was totally ripping off what was happening in anime yeah, at the time. Yeah, it, it did have that look to it. Yeah, too. well, because most of the animators that actually worked on it were um, working anime mm-hmm. artists. and they and they But they consciously went after that of saying, like, this is what's on the the cutting edge of animation right now, and we need to do this. I was, so, um, but that's what I'd say. That, But no, I know, I know what you mean. Like, it just seems like, like everything that's popping up Masters is... Masters like, of the Universe, when they brought that back in, like, what was it, like, 2002, there was no need for that to be... 2022! <laughs> there was no need for that to be anime-esque. Like, Masters of the Universe, it's... It's simple. It's just, yeah. It's just He-Man and Skeletor fight. It was much more. It was much more rooted in in the Western tradition of, of yeah, animation. And that it was good. It's a good cartoon. The animation, the art is good. The animation is a little bit robotic because they reused so much. Yeah. But but I would I would say that now the only or not not the only but the best quality animation is coming from. Eastern animators. Yeah. I mean, just just objectively, and that's why I wasn't so opposed to these um, Marvel animes that were yeah. uh, coming out. I, just, I thought I'm not they were going to be Wolverine. So I kind of yeah. No, I wasn't. But... I didn't. I didn't really think that his own anime. Like he looks kind of weird. He's like really young, and he has yeah. like weird hair. But like in the X Men one, he looks a little more yeah. But like, it's like I I don't. Dislike the 2000X, I think it's referred to on the internet as Masters of the Universe, but it's just it's a simple premise. There's 2000X, not... you mean 2010? 
last year. Why? That's my future voice. There's not a lot of um. <laughs> the year 2004. There's, there's not a lot of substance to it. Like yeah. it's just guys in tights running around. There was no need, and it's cool that they tried to give everything a backstory. And I think it's a little cool that it turned out that Skeletor is He-Man's uncle and all this nonsense. Oh, shit. I don't, but, know. I don't know any of this. But um, I just feel like it could have been done without. <laughs> like, yeah. The, I... the original cartoon from the 80s, it's just fun. It's fun to watch. You don't have to worry about picking up on all these themes and backstories and yeah. stuff. And well, like like I said, I, I make I'm... jokes about women not being able to cook right. And... Oof. <laughs> That's you know, where you always want to go with cartoons. But like... <laughs> I would I would say that like I, I'm I'm obviously not as um, well versed in Masters of the Universe as you, but I would I would um, share the sentiment of like the the oversaturation of reboots is just like um, it's just getting really taxing in like every yeah every avenue of uh, I pop think culture. the best way to reboot Masters of the Universe. Uh, because the new Thundercats, regardless of whether you love it or hate it, it's been fairly successful. Mm-hmm. And I think they could really find success with Masters of the Universe if they rebooted it in a Batman Brave and the Bold style. Mm-hmm. Like, He-Man teams up with a different master every week and they yeah. just fight somebody. Because it's a kind of pretty expansive or extensive cast that they could use pretty well in a format like that. Well, I think one of the like distinctions that we have now is like, remake and reboot it's like it's not yeah. it's not like it's not um it's not the same thing yeah it's not like something that okay maybe thundercats or other you know properties from the 80s like they could they they could benefit from like a reworking or, or like something like a remake but like what we have now is all these reboots of like we're gonna do this again after like a year or two years and it's yeah. like and it's like <clears throat> it, it's just it feeds that um Reboots, that, like, reboots are popular. I mean, they're already rebooting the Spider-Man film series. And they're already going to reboot um, Batman after Dark Knight uh, really? Rises. Yeah. Because they're going to do Justice League. Because uh, this, 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 this other Superman reboot is coming out. <laughs> it, uh, Superman gets rebooted, like, monthly, though. Well, that's what, that's what happens when you lose Chris <laughs> Reeves. Because Superman 1 and 2 are pretty good. Um... But Superman four, Ugh. <laughs> I, don't know, I feel like I'm making that sound a lot. I, I don't know. It's just it's just very indicative of of you know the culture. Oh, and that actually, we have this now. is a pretty good segue into something else that I wanted to talk about. Uh, the Go answer ahead, the answer away. is probably no. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is probably no. But uh, I was just wondering, like, is it possible to make a great comic book movie? Like, I mean. A great comic like book Like a great movie? comic book movie. Like live action. Because obviously it's it's very, not easy, but it's easier to make a great like CG or animated movie. I mean the Goon movie that's look, coming out looks Oh, like, that looks, looks awesome. Fantastic. It looks awesome. I saw a um, couple teaser trailers yeah. and... I oh, nearly pissed myself I when the first one came so out. I am so excited. That looks so I love good. The Goon. I wanted to talk about the Goon, but I could... Blather for yeah, hours I think we should just have us. I think we should have a separate goon episode because yeah. some of the some of the one offs of the goon are some of the best one offs in comics. I think. Yeah, um, but like I was just, is it possible to make a good live action superhero movie without making it too gritty, which hurts it, or too comic booky and thus too cartoonish? Because like two of the more revered superhero movies from recent memory are Thor. And the Dark Knight, and there's so. Well, I don't know about Thor. There's well, a lot of people liked it. I'm not saying it was good, but they, I, that, Thor had a lot of problems. I it think. was subpar at best. Both movies. Mm-hmm. Well, 
I would. I think that's a fair argument to make for Thor. I. I, I don't know about as mu- as as many problems as I had with the Dark Knight. I don't think it's a subpar. Um, it's a good film. It's it's yeah. Well, but I mean, it's not a great Batman movie. It's no, it's movie. it's not. It, it's not a great Batman because, movie. Because I mean, like we've talked about this extensively, but Heath Ledger's Joker isn't really the Joker, and uh, yeah, I would, other I would, stuff. I would, I would share the same. I just wish you would have timed this a little bit better because, <laughs> like, we I, we wanted to, I wanted to keep this like um, sort of not so spilling over into like past an hour, and yeah. this is like the topic that I could. Well. Um, uh, in my defense, you kind of sprung that Breaking Bad thing on me. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I, we agreed that we were just gonna I know, go I know. I'm with not, what I mean, we wanted to. This talk is about. clearly a good deal of material for. Okay. <laughs> um. Well. Uh. I think we've rambled enough for. Yeah. No. Podcast. I just no. It's just like with the interruptions and like all this other stuff. I don't know if it's even worth um doing. God, I don't know. Trying to salvage something or or make. <laughs> I think it was all right for what it was. I mean, it was the first attempt. First attempt inaugural episode. And I mean, it's not like we have. A <laughs> oh man, the sound spiked on that. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It's not like we have a set time limit or anything. We could always. Yeah, I know, but it's like it, this is something that we're like just trying to start up or whatever. So, um, how about we end this? Inaugural episode! Um, I love how the sound is just spiking at that. We end this here, um, and then pick that topic up at the next episode so we can have a fresh... Uh, oh, yeah. That's cool. ...jump into that, because that is something that I'm really, really... I talk about so much, and I would just say <laughs> right now that to that, I would point out that making a great comic book movie is impossible because... Um, Film intrinsically limits the medium of comics uh, as as a whole. Yeah, I think. because there's a lot of style to it. Well, no, it's also can't. it's just like you look at comics as a medium, and like the budget is infinite. You're only <laughs> limited to what your imagination can produce, and the manipulation of time is so uniquely specific to comics. Film doesn't have it, it. There's no way yeah. to replicate that, and and it's <clears> like it, it's like. You think of film as like an expansion of what is in the medium of comics, but it, it's really it's, yeah, it's a it's, shrinking. It's, shrinking. it's like you erect these walls. Yeah, because and I, there seems to be like a bit of an unspoken rule that they can't have the same villain more than once per movie. Well, yeah, big, so but that like, goes back to that like instant gratification of like, all right, we already saw yeah, that. So, so what? they kind of have to condense a villain's backstory. His rise to villainy, his yeah, fall you, you, into you, one film. It's all these limitations of like you're mm. trying to condense Don't all this stuff. Don't even get me started on how ridiculous it is that Two Face only got one movie and it was 45 minutes of a movie. Yeah, why? He BS. Fucking, BS. That's that's one of the that's one of the huge faults I think everyone should find with the Dark Knight. Of like, why would you the kill most, him? Arguably, why the would most you compelling kill him? Character in the series, besides... Why would you kill him? That, yeah, why kill him? Why? Aaron Eckhart's not dead. It's not like Heath Ledger, where uh, you have yeah. no choice. He, he should be. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I love Thank Dent, You for Smoking. I thought the Harvey Dent was pretty good. No, so did I. So did I. I just don't think they, uh... I don't think they should have killed him. And I, we're obviously in agreement back. of this. Easily could have come back. Easily. So we're going to pick this up at the next episode. Yeah. And if anyone has gotten to this point um you know anybody who could tolerate this for 56 minutes i'd be pretty surprised um, and i we would could give you some kind of prize but you probably don't exist so don't have any money for yeah. that why would, okay so thank you again for 
doing this and and if we can get some kind of regular scheduling of um, you know getting this together yeah. and, and doing this I think we should we should do it because it's fun and yeah. we can talk about nerdy stuff and uh, be nerds and <laughs> and all that good stuff so the inaugural episode is over over it's over so audio spike audio yeah those are so cool I like those Bye. Rise from your grave.